Welcome to What The Ruck USA, a pod by a Kiwi guy living in the wastelands of North Dakota who is just super excited about the growth of rugby in the US. My name's Justin, and here with me on Season 1, Episode 2, is my wife, Krista. Hey. Krista's a freelance journalist who's been stuck watching rugby with me for a decade and a half, and she knows a lot about bad ref calls by now. (laughs) I do, I hear all about them being screamed in the middle of the night. Uh, episode two, and we're already struggling with the timetable. It is Wednesday, and this should have been out on Sunday, but we will get on top of that as we grow. Real life is such a pain. Uh, so I grew up in New Zealand, played a little high school rugby, but I'm not really a player, never have been. Um, I am passionate about the game, and particularly now, as uh, rugby is kind of my link to home, as it would. I've watched the Eagles play, and I've been excited about their rise, particularly in the Sevens world, Uh, and I was really excited about pro rugby for about five seconds until it crashed and burned. Uh, I think that rugby's the greatest sport in the world, and with the massive sporting culture and resources and population uh, that we have in the US, combined with the fairly low prevalence or even knowledge of rugby, I think there is a huge untapped potential that could see us on top of the world and I am here to try and push some enthusiasm for the game to see that happen. Uh, We're all on all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course we host the pod on SoundCloud. But you can find it through whatever podcast app you use, including iTunes. So, hit us up, tell us about you and your rugby passions, uh, how good or how crappy this podcast is. Of course, leave us a rating and a review, It, it helps everybody find us. Okay, get on with the show. First up, news and other crap. Hey, if uh, you make beer, I'd love to put your name on this section. <laughs> Just send me some. Uh, first up, USA versus Russia this weekend. So that was a huge win for the US, so that's really awesome. Uh, 62 to 13. Yep, and coming off the last game that they played where the score was 25 nil, um, this was just a better game. They More were play just. back and forth. Yeah, that, well. The U.S. were, were better. 25 nil sounds like a good score. It doesn't really. It sounds like a boring game, actually. Unless, I mean, I, I guess unless you're a big fan of the team that scored 25. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but the 62-13, the U.S. just performed better. Um, the Bears came out with looking for a big upfront forward battle and got knocked over pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, had a good game. Bracky did have a great game. It's about time that we get him out of that stupid thing <laughs> that Twiggy's putting on over in, in Western Australia and relegated uh, and to a home. whole separate little league of his own. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Bracky. Uh, Rugby World Cup 2019, some relevant news, basically. Uh, so uh, Rugby World Cup is going to be in Japan in September 2019. Uh, all the teams in our competition pool for that for the 2019 Rugby World Cup played this weekend. Ah, everybody played this weekend. Everybody lost but the US. Everybody lost but the US. So um, some generally good news there. Uh, England for went us. up. Yeah. Well, okay, yes. Yeah, that's where I, we're at. I this is, this, this is a USA. US, yeah. Okay. Uh, so England went up against South Africa. Um, and it was a close one in the end. But it didn't start out that way. It's, it, it didn't. I mean, it looked like it was England all the way at the beginning. It did. Right, and then Sia Khaleesi in his very first game as captain, uh, the first black captain of the Springboks, um, pulled his boys together, uh, 
15, 18 uh, minute mark somehow and completely turned it around. It went from 24-3, I think, at, at that point to 42-39. It's the value of leadership. It really is. I don't understand why he wasn't captain a year ago. Uh, it's been a long time coming and congratulations to him. And then France. Yeah. France went up against New Zealand. So, so France went up against New Zealand, so you already expected them to lose. But that's not necessarily the way it always goes. It's not always. Because... You can't expect the, the, the French to lose because they are a thorn in our side. They're a surprise sometimes. You really don't. You just never know which French team you're going to get. <laughs> um, and right. it depends on their emotions. They're so emotional. Um, and if they stay pumped up and excited and positive through the whole game... Is that leadership as well? It might be. I mean, you you say emotions, but I don't know. Is it is it about their discipline? Is it about their leadership? Is it about you know their what they had for breakfast? Because you make it sound like it's just emotional. Uh, no, I think it might be what they had for breakfast out of that list. Yeah, right. Bastero is a great leader. Um, he's he's good at his at his position, and he's um, he's a good leader on the field. Uh, and you said their discipline was actually pretty good. They got the and and that was the problem. They got a yellow card that they should not have got. And then that. And then they went. Eh. Uh, no fair. We're not being treated yeah. fairly. All yeah. Right. And and they just kind of stopped, which was a shame because yeah, I thought the New Zealand New Zealand would win, um, but you, you just never know. And it took the competition away. Mm. Uh, so I don't know what the U.S. can draw as conclusions from that, except maybe uh, to upset the to French. Try to, yeah, try to throw them off the game. Yep. All right, and then Argentina was at home. Yep. With All the Southern Hemisphere teams are at home. Uh, at home against Wales. Yep. Uh, this one just kind of flew under the radar. The, like, there's a lot. Of, there was a lot of noise in the rugby media about about the Southern tour. Which is southern... crazy because the Jaguars have been improving tremendously the last few seasons right and there's six on the trot so far <laughs> what does that mean six on the trot <laughs> they like that's kiwi speak for something <laughs> they won their last six games in a row they're, six they're... on the trot okay someone's gonna comment and tell me that that's a totally normal thing to say but i'm pretty sure that an american would never say six on the trot also i'm going to google with them what the uh, origin of that is very good oh, okay you can fill us all in next week thanks i will uh Again, you know, the Jaguars are rocking it. The Pumas suck balls. Um, That's pleasant. Uh, just they they blew it, and at home, and they really should not have. And that that they shouldn't have though. So that's more of an off day thing than a than a some sort of sign for the Americans to say, you know, oh well, they're they're down. I think it really looked more like a bad day. I think I think you're right. And I think actually England's state is more um, fragile than Argentina's. Well, I mean, considering that they could be thrown off their game so easily after being up by so much. Oh, that was the French. Okay. Sorry, nope. You're right. You're right. The French. The French got thrown off their and game. The yeah, the French got throng off so their vague. game. I do the, the reading thing. The, uh, <laughs> the English I gave up. I know what I'm like, talking about. But they also. <laughs> I'm just reading your words. But they also sucked through the Six Nations, and Eddie Jones is so much. 
<laughs> Eddie Jones okay. is all smoke Pandora, and mirrors. No stuff about Georgia now, so let's keep going. Excellent. Okay, so what happened in, uh, what was the Georgia game? No, stop. I don't know about the Georgia game. I know that they're in 12th place, so they exist. Ah, <laughs> that's what I know. They're ranked 12th in the, uh, in the IRB standings. Okay. Okay, so let's start that, there. No, with, no we're, with Tonga. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so Tonga played Georgia. Yeah, so Tonga was always on the hit list for the U.S., but their loss at home, which is not really at home because they were playing in Fiji. I don't know if that's because they don't have a big enough field. Yeah, that or... would be what I guess. Yeah, um, but they lost to 12th-ranked uh, Georgia, so that seems to bode well. Yeah, I don't know where Tonga's ranked, but I would think it's a little above Georgia. Above Georgia, there, And probably between the two of them, they're around about the same spot as the U.S. is ranked. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. But the U.S. took out... 20th placed um, Russia quite handily. Quite easily, so. yeah. So that's awesome. All right, that's Rugby World Cup uh, Paris uh, relevance. Paris Sevens. Women's went. So the women, the USA came into the competition tied on 44 points with Canada, um, and Russia was just one point behind that. Yep, and so whichever, whichever of the three of those did best is was going to come in fourth overall for the year. Okay. Uh, okay. So then Canada beat the U.S. in the quarterfinals, 26 to 24, which is, you know, it's not not like a crazy win. No, it's not, but it is the difference between coming fourth and fifth overall for the year. Unfortunately, that for the U.S., that loss uh, was a missed conversion right at the end. And that conversion would have sent it into overtime because in the quarterfinals, you can't have a draw. Oh, all right. Because it's knockouts. So that puts USA finishing in... In fifth place. Good job, ladies. Fifth in the world. That's not terrible. It's not. And really, you the, the sevens game is, is the fastest growing piece of rugby, and the women's game is the fastest growing piece of rugby. And Paris so, is the end of the competition? Paris is the last last step on the competition, yeah. Uh, Australia clinched the overall title uh, by advancing to the finals. They just had to get into the top two to take the 2018 title. Okay, but then they lost to New Zealand. Yeah, so they lost the game but won the competition. Okay, they came in second at Paris, but came in but came first, in first overall. in the comp- overall in the tournament or the. Yeah, it's not a tournament. It's I don't not know. A it's, what are the words? It's the twenty eighteen HSBC Sevens competition. Oh, well, that they came in. Yeah. In that. On the men's side, uh, the men advanced to the quarterfinals. Um, so, like the US are uh, are. Advancing to the quarterfinals everywhere, right? That's they're, awesome. they're getting past they, pool, I mean, pool play, right? They're getting competitive and they're getting they're getting up there in the top rankings, which is massive and not exactly the first thing that you think of when you think of American sports, but they're doing awesome. Uh, got knocked out in the quarterfinals by New Zealand, thirty-three to seven. <sighs> which jerks? <laughs> the heck. Which uh, which sets uh, the U.S. as sixth overall. Um, New Zealand went we out to the. <laughs> you and I. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't have ended well either. New Zealand probably lost probably about thirty-three to seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, New Zealand went out to South Africa, and South Africa eventually won this uh, the Paris tournament. Now, South Africa won the Paris tournament, and. Uh, they went into the tournament seven competition overall points behind Fiji. Okay. Fiji came... They f- came in... They came, say the, that again. At the start of the Paris tournament, before okay. a game was played, mm-hmm. 
Fiji was in first place overall. Okay. Nine points. Sorry, seven points clear of South, of South Africa. Oh, all right. And then South Africa came back to win it, and Fiji got knocked down to fifth. So this weekend was massive for the tables, which means, you know, the tables are kind of up in the air all along, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of movement in the sevens. Interesting. Sevens is crazy. It's like a whole different animal. Yeah. All right. So anyway. So uh, South Africa come in first overall, uh, just. Just. But All a right. win's a win, and yeah. they and they take the uh, the title for the year, and that's right. that's due. Yes, the this weekend was was kind of fortuitous for them. Everything it was like perfect storm. Everything just went just right. But it's a lot of hard work by everyone throughout the year. It's very confusing considering the number one rule is always beat South Africa. So yes. Unless you're in America, and then it's always beat Canada. Always beat Canada. I heard that. ABC, always beat Canada. I heard that the other day. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, sevens in 2019. Uh, World Rugby has announced that the USA Rugby will host the opening round of the HSBC World Rugby Women's Sevens Series. So that means they're year. adding a game. They're not, they're not changing anything around. They're just adding an extra opportunity for, for the ladies to play. Yep. And that's excellent. Uh, more... More chances to qualify for the 2020 Olympics because sevens is an Olympic sport. Mm -hmm. um, more and points available, more opportunity to practice. Game time, more air time. Awesome. Yep. More air time. Maybe we could get them more money. That would be good and quite reasonable. Uh, so that'll be the first round of the HSBC Women's Sevens and it uh, kicks off on the 20th of October. In 2019. 2019, yep. Yes. I just want to make sure. No. October's coming nope. up soon. You no. got 2019 sevens. So yes, it is the 2019 is sevens, October? and it starts in October. So this oh. is the end of the I sevens think we need calendar. To say that differently then, because that's. So the 2018 sevens finished in 2018, but started in late 2017. So it's like a school year. It's like a school year. All right. Okay. So the 2019 sevens. Class of 2019. <laughs> the class of 2019 graduates in 2019, but they start in 2018. Right. All right. So and that'll be at Infinity Park. Little word about Mr. Kevin Valkenberg, that ESPN writer. Kevin Van Valkenberg. Van Valkenberg. Sorry. That's all right. Kevin's feelings are not top of mind. Right. So a tweet from Kevin says, uh, Briefly watched college rugby today while getting a haircut because they wouldn't turn on golf. Self-important match. Conclusion. If you give me a year, Urban Meyer, Zeke Elliott, J.J. Watt, Leonard some NFL players. Falnetti and an NFL practice squad, the U.S. would so thoroughly dominate rugby, other countries would quit. And he learned this by watching a U.S. college game. A U.S. college game for a few minutes. How long does it take you to get your hair cut? Ten minutes? At a barber? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean, that's kind of like a pro boxer saying, I can beat an MMA, uh, win an MMA fight because I'm good at boxing. But you know they think that all the time. It happens all the time. Some guy is like, oh my gosh, I could dominate MMA. So, I mean, you can definitely see why he would think that, but he's wrong. He is wrong. He is wrong. There's so much more to it. And NFL uh, athletes are unbelievable, but it is not the same game, and you can't just move over. Now, they do frequently go and work out with rugby teams to stay in shape, right? I've well, I, I've seen them do it, but I'm not sure about not frequently. frequently. Okay. And it, I think it related more to the whole concussion discussion. Okay. Because I one just... of the big problems um, with 
a concussion in the NFL is that whole leading with the head thing. Take and the helmet off and you can't do that. Yeah, right, right. So there's concussion issues in rugby as well, mm. but you learn better tech now, technique. that's not to say that the U.S. couldn't be a completely formidable force. That's why we're here. That's exactly... I mean, we absolutely see the opportunity for the U.S. to um, be really important in the rugby world. That doesn't mean it's anyone else is going to It's not going to take quit. a year and, and a bunch <laughs> of NFL stars and you're not going to suddenly dominate the world. Right. Um, it's going to take... A generation of kids. A, exactly. A generation of kids. That's And a lot of work at the grassroots, which is what uh, the MLR teams are doing. So some awesome Props. stuff happening. Um, I would really like to see this team that he's putting together yeah, go hey. up against the Eagles. Oh, yeah. The Eagles will kick their butts. Hmm. <laughs> uh, off topic, because it's got nothing to do with uh, uh, US rugby, but um, we have a soft spot for the Brave Blossoms from oh, Japan. I love the Japanese rugby team. And their fans. <laughs> their fans are the bestest. They love their players so much. Like, if you want to feel good about yourself playing a sport, you should go play in Japan, apparently. Because <laughs> it's just, you could just tell that there's so much love. And watching their fans is the best thing. Uh, so Japan Plus, smashed... you always want them to win. You always just, want them to win. They just feel like these, like, it's, you know, we love an underdog story. Everyone loves an underdog story. It has that, like, such of that feel of being, like... Like, I don't know, Rudy coming onto the field. And Justin doesn't even understand, like, the, the references. But it's it just absolutely feels that way. So they smashed Italy 34-17 to 17 this, this Saturday. Which is so cool. And the Japanese never smash anything, so... And you're, that's great for rugby in Japan, which is where the World Cup's going to be. Which is, yeah. So getting a whole new fan base of all these excited players, yep. all these excited people about their players, is all that matters. And it's the first win for the Brave Lost Blossoms over a top tier nation since the World Cup in 2015. Aww, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if you remember, we were up in Saskatchewan uh, during the World Cup 2015, and we pulled into a, a rugby club in Regina. Oh, yeah, you were looking and... for rugby friends. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't live where there are rugby friends. <laughs> and uh, so I poked my head in, and uh, there were not many people there, and the people that were there were watching World Cup. I mean, hardly surprising. But it was just South Africa versus Japan, so... And, I mean... How's that going to go, right? right? So we had things to do, so we depressing. left. And I missed watching the Brave Blossoms beat South Africa live with a bunch of rugby friends. How cool would that have been? It well, would have been good. I guess you learned your lesson, I didn't did you? indeed. Don't walk away from that stuff. Okay, moving on to uh, the USA and USA Rugby's woes. That's the, like, the mm -hmm. at, a, at a corporate level and upper level. So they got this pro rugby um, guy, the... The backer, the... The promoter? Uh, the the organizer? Yeah. The guy behind it all. Mr. Uh, Schoeninger. Schoeninger is suing USA Rugby, Rugby International Marketing, uh, which is basically just USA Rugby. Cause they own the, 75%. It's, uh, it's the for-profit uh, media arm um, and a number of individuals as well. Um, there's a lot of back and forth. Uh, he, he's... Seems to be putting blame for the whole thing on not providing him an exclusive contract. It's just a lot of uh, finger pointing and petty little, you did this, you didn't do this for me kind of stuff. There'll be a lot of news and we'll see how it shakes out. But it looks to me like the competition tanked because it wasn't well organized and he's looking for some way to recoup his losses or blame someone. Now, of course, it's understandable that he's upset because he put a lot of money into it um, and probably, you know, a lot of time and thoughts. But... 
it just looked like it wasn't well organized and uh, i mean if that's what it really comes down to i feel Maybe bad for the guy and i'm glad he tried because rugby's important but uh you can't go blaming someone else if that's how it, how yeah. it all comes it's down. all about moving the ball forward right so maybe pro rugby created the opening that was needed for yep. and mlr down. seems to be really well organized now obviously <laughs> what what looks we're, like we're is, only a few months in exactly. but give it some time yeah. uh uh so and then the other thing the other american woe that's coming out rugby international rugby is it international yeah, marketing um, has its own problems separately from from all of that. Uh, it was a revolutionary way of doing the sports it's how marketing. It was promoted as being revolutionary. Although, okay, so Chang came in as CEO. Um, they were having financial problems. He was brought in to try to fix it. He had this big idea, RIM, and then what happened from there? Well, basically, they seem to have just piled on debt on debt. Mm. Um, they started the rugby channel, and they didn't do a good job with the rugby channel. Why Why is it so hard to put rugby on TV in the States? <sighs> like, we watch games every freaking weekend from all kinds of other countries that shouldn't be able to do TV as well as Americans can, yet the Americans can't seem to pull off getting rugby on TV. I'm not sure. I think it might have to do with the, with where you put advertising in these things. Mm, I suppose. But who knows? This isn't where the money is. Uh, yeah, it's not. There's not a lot of not enough ad breaks. Um, so I don't I don't know isn't why, that why it's we're failing. Drinking water? <laughs> why we're drinking? Water? I thought that was what the hydration breaks were all about. Yeah, the hydration breaks are just for for, for ads. Um, anyway. Anyway, so they sold the rugby channel to Flow Rugby, um, and they right. sold it for pennies on the dollar. Um, but then I took a look at Flow Rugby this weekend because not everything's available on ESPN Plus, and there wasn't a lot of stuff on Flow Rugby. Maybe that'll maybe that'll grow maybe they just as need time. Flow Rugby because it's they're transitioning the Rugby Channel to Flow Rugby right now, so maybe that becomes a bigger offering while they make that transition. Well, okay, so then now Rim is maybe being changed up because Chang and five other directors resigned in April. Yeah. So. So and Rim had all its big problems. Had big problems then, um, and so we hope that there's some change. Right. But. So now, but now World Rugby has had to bail U.S. Rugby out because of this uh, uh, game in Washington D.C. South Africa versus Wales. Although why they played in Washington D.C. when all the established rugby stuff is happening elsewhere, and we've seen that Chicago can do it. Um, I don't know why D.C. was their choice, but. Um, they only pulled in, was it 20,000 people? Yep. Um, and they needed 27,000 to break even in their 45,000-seat stadium. But doesn't Chicago sell out when they... Yeah, but I'm not sure if it sells out for Wales, South Africa. Well, and Wales, South I'm Africa sure. B as well. South Africa didn't even send its top team. Jeez, oh, okay. Because they have this huge tournament in England, right. like we were just talking about. So maybe about. it's about timing. But anyway, whatever the decisions whatever. were, whatever went into it, it didn't go, go well, and they lost, apparently... A buttload of money millions, because yeah. well they they not it wasn't just millions on that though it was millions well they paid each team three quarters of a million to be there oh, those geez. teams were there to help you know, okay. fill up their own coffers right so and this was supposed to help bring rem back to profitability but instead, if they sold out a forty-five thousand seat stadium it probably would have so you know i don't know what needs to happen we need to 
figure this out, apparently. We do. But, you know, <laughs> we, and part of that... We are yeah, going we, to we, solve we, all the world's oh. problems sitting here in our basement talking to a microphone. We're mm. going to solve everything. So just give us a minute. Uh, you know, part of it's going to be grassroots growth, and that's exactly what's happening it's, with MLR. But they have to um, be patient. They can't expect to be at the top all at once. And speaking I think, of MLR... I think that's what happened. I think that they tried to jump too many steps. All right. But, yeah, speaking of MLR, we'll shut up. Utah, the Utah Warriors had the week off. Uh... Yeah, and they decided to do some awesome things with their time, with their bye week, and they had a local media tour and a pies and tries event, which That's meat super pies <laughs> off the kiwi pie truck. Where did they find a kiwi pie truck? Uh, I would guess in Utah. In Utah. <laughs> <laughs> but they had 500 people show up, and 500 community members who are now fans, um, which is the whole point that's Absolutely. what needs to be happening we need to be you know it's sort of like running a political campaign right you just need to go out and get people one person at a time and get people excited and then they bring in others and they're Excellent. also doing summer camps so and that's going to be are they doing them or is Houston doing, doing them everyone's summer doing them summer, summer uh, camps but, and they're starting around about now yeah right? they, are, they started this week so that's that's great. You know, it's it's all about that, that in getting kids, the kids getting in, those, getting the yeah. kids excited about it, getting the rugby ball in their hand, getting them familiar with, with how the damn thing bounces, and uh, learning to pass off both hands, backwards, not forwards. Whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, championship games got announced. Well, they didn't get announced because we've we've known right. where, when and where they're going to be all Ticket along. Sales. But sales got just... announced this week, so you couldn't buy tickets until this week. But now you can go to. The Major League Rugby website and buy tickets for those championship games. Um, this week you can buy for the semifinals. The semifinals. Next week you can buy for the final round. Um, but that is, the information is all up there, and it's all really reasonably priced, which is a huge piece of it. Um, and when you buy tickets, you get to see both games. So if you buy tickets to 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 Glendale. Then you, you, get you both get both games. both both games at Glendale, both semifinals, back to back. Yeah. Cool. Some uh, tailgating and then a couple of games. Yeah. Oh, rugby community. Yeah, that's we the point. May make that trip down. It's it's only about eleven hours drive from here. <laughs> it's only eleven hours drive. People uh, who don't live in North Carolina now think you're insane. <laughs> and the Bingham Cup happened this weekend. Yeah, so tell us again about what the Bingham Cup is. Uh, the Bingham Cup is a the inclusive rugby tournament. We had 23 uh, American teams going over. Uh, the is it is it the gay tour? I think it's called inclusive, but I'm not sure. It was it so, was created. There are women's teams. There are gay teams. There are. It's just a, a big uh, love fest of rugby. Um, they had four women's teams for the first time this year, so that was uh, really exciting. But then it came down to uh, the New York Gotham Knights, who is which is one of the teams that was organized by the namesake. So Chris Mark Bingham. Mark, Mark Bingham, Pretty Chris sure. Bingham, Mr. Bingham, uh, who was a 9/11 hero uh, on on one of the planes and, uh, and went down. They they brought down the plane in Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania. The... Bingham was a hero. We should hear. Yeah, well, we know, more, we, we know about the game. We know we know about the games and uh, and the Sydney convicts. All right. So the Bingham Cup was this weekend, and that's the gay and inclusive tournament, which the U.S. sent twenty three teams to, which was super exciting that we were able to send twenty three teams to that competition. 
um, and it came down in the end to the Sydney convicts, Sydney, Australia convicts, <laughs> and the New York. I don't Gotham think Knights. you need to say Australia when you say convicts. Oh, is that how it works? I think it's just assumed. Oh, the whole the whole island is just a bunch of convicts. That's yeah. the deal. Okay, sometimes I forget. All right, that's your heritage, right? <laughs> um, uh, Sydney, of course, four on the trot. What the? Sid <laughs> Sydney convicts won the last four championships. So, when uh, the uh, the New York Gotham Knights go into the uh, into the final with them. Okay, do it again. No. <laughs> well, I'm not even cutting. I'm not even no cutting. No idea what just happened. I'm not even cutting that out. We're yes, going to run you the are. whole thing. No, you're definitely not. Okay. <laughs> so Sydney Convicts took the championship for the fifth year straight. Congratulations, Sydney. Sydney Convicts B. The New York Gotham Knights were second place, and that's one of the teams that was organized by the namesake of the competition. <laughs> All right, moving on to the weekend's roundup of Major League Rugby. I need a sponsor. Do you? Okay. Maybe more beer. More beer? Always more all the beer. beer. All the beers. So the Seattle Seawolves beat the Austin Elite? Yes, you called it. The Austin Elite almost won. Um, they played very well, <laughs> but they couldn't beat, they couldn't go up against that seawall. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to be was... really, really like bullheaded about it. Because... Yeah. You just, you just hang <laughs> on to that. I will. Don't um, worry. Even if they lose, I'll still hang on to it. There'll be some reason. So, uh, with the roundup, mm -hmm. I don't want to get into a play-by-play -play because, uh, all of these games are available on YouTube. Major, U.S. Major League Rugby put them up on YouTube about four days after. So if you want the play-by-play, -play, go and go get the play-by-play because yeah. -play, it's awesome and well worth it. Um, so the Elite came in off a two-game win streak and played well out of the gate. They opened the score with a penalty kick from Timothy Guillemin. Guillemin, the Frenchman. All right, the Frenchman. <laughs> Is he emotional? I don't know. Ooh. So that Shall might be Austin's problem. Shall we take his problem. candy and watch? Oh, man. He'll have to let us know if he's emotional. He'll call us. He, he will after that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So The elite that... <laughs> held on to the lead till the 61st minute. They did. And so, then... okay, you're right. So they played super well, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but then Seattle. <laughs> okay. And, and, and honestly, there was something, something happened at halftime. And I know they were the, the the elite were in the lead until the sixty first minute, but the turning point was halftime because up to halftime, Austin were crushing Seattle's set piece. So okay, so Seattle was missing some leadership. They had their player coach Phil Mack off playing for Canada. Um, he has more than fifty caps with the Canucks and serves as their team captain. So he is off doing his leadership team and he's thing for them. Clearly a super important part. You can of... tell he's a super important part. There was some pushing and shoving that showed some cracks in their discipline. And so you could see that like things weren't quite on. And at halftime someone obviously stepped up and said, Okay, we're not gonna let this go this way. Right. And then uh, they stopped getting pushed around at the scrum, they stopped losing their lineouts, and everything just went better for them after right. that. And if Seattle hadn't fixed that, then Austin would have beaten them, I will admit that. Very good. <laughs> uh, it was a good game. Go check it out on YouTube. Uh, there were tries to Rasalika, Burt Combs, and uh, Krumray <laughs> for the Seawolves, and Holder had a 
not so great night with the boot. Two from five. But, you know, he's not their usual kicker, because, again, their kicker was off playing yeah. for um, someone else. So The Elite only got one try, and that was Deacon. Um, but uh, Guillemon had a great night with the boot. Five from five. And I think that makes it look even... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, on to the uh, My Sabercats versus the Glendale Raptors. We both picked the Raptors to win, and... And they did. 37 to 24. Uh, I'd like to see, for Houston, for my guys, just a little more focus. Like, there's so much of rugby that isn't just the ball. I think that might be a big difference to NFL. No, there's a lot of off-the-ball stuff in NFL as well. That's not scratch that um but they're the so there was a they were shorthanded they had a yellow card against them they had a chance right on the try line to to, to score and one guy was thinking fast and one guy was not thinking was not paying attention was not thinking fast was not aware of the ball when he was not in play and they flubbed a try and kind of feel like that was a turning point okay. um, so just paying more attention when when you think the ball's not in play always on always switch on, on attack they both looked pretty even though it's they just, did just an inability by houston to finish yeah a lot of drop and a balls. superior defense by glendale uh, glendale just just which them. is uh, pretty amazing i think because glendale was missing all kinds of players to the eagles lots they lost five lots. players in the match so, well, I think they lost more than f did they? five. They had five players in the match day twenty-three. Okay, and then so then they had yeah. anybody who was who anyone was else who was in the, in the call. I think they had eight calls up. I think that they got some back because they were playing at it was Infinity in Park, so they they had the access to those players mm -hmm. uh, right. to come back. But so that says a lot about where Glendale's at. That yeah. they even with all those players missing, that they were able to to really make all that happen. Um, did notice that both sides were slow to the rock. There were a lot of tackled players who were able to place the ball and go again. Yeah, I you know it's a sevens thing, right? Which is when there's when there's when there's only seven people on a on a team on a rugby field. There's lots of space, and so often you get a tackle, and the guy who gets tackled puts the ball down, releases it like he's supposed to, stands up and, and picks, picks the ball up, up and goes again. Which when there's but fifteen, 15s, the, you shouldn't have happen. time for that. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of it mm. this weekend, and that to me indicates a, a lack of urgency to the ruck yeah. by the defence, by the defence particularly, but even by your own team. Like there should have been somebody on top of the player defending that ball uh so so that and that yeah but anyway but the it was good because yeah. they were moving that the space was there and they were using it it just shouldn't be there right so but the raptors the raptors took five competition points the cyber cats got one because they got four tries yep um so i mean they didn't they went down fighting they did and they came close them. to getting that that second bonus for for losing within seven, um, so it, you know, and the, the, so the Houston fought hard. It's just that yeah. I mean Glendale's just a superior team yeah. at this point. At this point, but we're so early into everything that could change. Yeah, and just to call out a couple of players, um, uh, VC the, the Houston wing. He looked awesome. He was strong. He was fast. Um, he was running great lines. Like as his attacking lines were busting through. Uh, Glendale's excellent defense. He was getting behind the the gain line, and it was it was it was great. Um, 
Malifi. Oh, Malifi. Well, yeah, yeah, Harley Davidson as well. I mean, you sort of can't go past mentioning. Yeah. If you're going to mention anyone uh, out of this game. You... Three tries. Right. And with Diarchival setting him up and kicking well. In fact, Diarchival kicked only the second drop goal of the season. Yeah. for Of anyone, not for, not Glendale's second. Just not, yeah, it's just, just not second. aware that they're playing. Yeah. But the kickers will get better. and Drop goals are not common, but I would think they'd be more common than that. Um, but also Malifi, I'd like to point out Malifi for the centre for Glendale. He was turning Houston's defence inside out. They didn't know which way to go to, to deal with him. So uh, Harley Davidson gets three tries. Uh, Fawcett and Diarchival both get a try. And then Diarchival kicks five out of eight, including that drop goal. VC, Troville, and Elkins. Elkins gets two for the Sabercats, so they get that's where they get their four tries. And uh, Windsor kicks two out of five. On to Nola. All right, well, I called this one and you did it. You did call hey, this look one. look at that. Yeah. <laughs> so the San Diego Legion beat Nola Gold 39-22. We didn't see this game. Because TV in the U.S., how could it be a problem? I'm not really sure. Yeah, I suppose because we're so late taping this, we probably could have watched it we... today. I, I bet it's on YouTube by now. So go and watch it on YouTube. Both teams came in looking to end their losing streaks and put themselves in the running for one of the final two playoff spots, but only one team could make that happen. Yeah, and it, 70% territory is a stat that I saw um, for the Legion, and it's just, you just can't overcome that kind of stat. You right. Know, well, a... and, you know, Legion was named Team of the Week because, yeah. I mean, for a reason. Right? We said this would be the game to watch going into the week as, as well, so. Uh, tries by Blair, Mattis, Saliber, Evans. Just like the whole team. The whole Legion team, just like... Now, when you're... <laughs> interesting, the NG looks like a Maori yeah. name, but the Y doesn't belong there if it's a Maori name. That makes it look more African. I don't know. Taku Nawenya. And Nathan Sylvia. Uh, leader kicks four from seven. And then Nola score three tries. Uh, Malpin, Troxler, and Elf. And then Elf kicks three out of the four. So. That so leaves us. Standing. So Glendale kicked Seattle out of the top spot, but only because they beat them earlier in the season. Yep. They're both still at 29 points in the competition. Austin, San Diego, and Utah are at 18, 16, and 15. So Austin and San Diego are in the top four right now, but Utah is knocking on that door. Right. So Houston's out. Houston's out. But Nola so we'll, still has a chance. We'll, we'll, okay, so moving into... The thoughts about next week. Because mm -hmm. next week, this is where we really start thinking about right. playoffs. So Houston has no way to play, make the playoffs at this they point. They are mathematically Nola eliminated. has a chance, but not a real strong route. They could be a spoiler, though. Right. I mean, it's, ha it's possible. Stranger you, things have happened. You can do the math for NOLA to get, uh, to get in, but it's probably not likely. Mm -hmm. What is likely, though... Where did, we write, where did I write the notes for this one? What is likely is that... They have a chance to knock out. They're going up against the Warriors. Um, and the Warriors... So, hey, okay, so next week, it's 
team one against team two, team three against team four, team five against team six, right? And team seven has the bye. And team seven has the bye. So, I mean, that's part of the reason that Houston doesn't have a great chance at this point. But that's really interesting because you'll be able to see sort of maybe that preview of what the playoffs look like. And, you know, everyone will be kind of matched well. Uh, and you see uh, Seattle versus the Raptors. Um, that's kind of comes down to whoever wins this goes into first, mm-hmm. but not a hundred percent because uh, points, points, points. Because the Raptors have two games, and Seawolves only have one. one. And it, so. so, even if Seattle beat the Raptors, then the Raptors go up against the Legion the week after that and could still top them on the table. But they won't. We'll take care of it. Okay. Okay. Excellent. That's my call. The real interesting stuff, really, is uh, Warriors Legion mm. Elite fighting for third and fourth. Um, those right those playoff because spots. those top two are going top to two be, are in. They're, they're, they're there, in. They've so. already secured spots. They don't know where, but they're they've they're secured in. spots. Uh, so all right. Top so two are in. Nola Gold plays at the Utah Warriors Saturday at four p.m. Eastern. Where where can you find that? Only on That's CBS, on Sports, CBS Network. Sports Network. That's only on CBS Sports Network. Okay, what are we going to do about that? Well, we might have to... <laughs> Someone might have to cough up some... Uh... Yeah, yeah. It's not on base. It's not even on basic cable. It's on extended cable. So. And it's not on their app. It's not on their app. Nope. You can only get it on... You can get it streamed, but only if you tie it to uh, a... Dish or um, or direct account, um, and possibly to a to a uh, a cable account depending on where you're at. Not where we're Not at. Where our, we're our cable at. doesn't doesn't qualify doesn't for that. But if you've got Cox or something, you might. All right, and then later on on Saturday, Sea Wolves will be at the Glendale Raptors. That'll be a ding dong battle. <laughs> be interesting though i mean it'll be an amazing game it's not the important game but it'll be an amazing game that's at nine o'clock eastern and that's on espn plus and then finally on sunday at 8 p.m eastern we have austin elite at san diego legion and so while the seawolves raptors is going to be a, a ding-dong battle austin elite versus san diego that's legion is one. a super important one and we are going to try and record this during the last half of that game, next week, this week, right, in a few days. Accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's available on ESPN Plus, if I didn't say it. So. All right, so who's going to win? Who is going to win? The first game is Nola Gold at Utah Warriors. Who are you picking there? I'm not sure. Talk through it. So I'd like to say Nola would win. Because... Um, just because I've got a gut feeling. Okay, so Noah's in sixth and the Utah Warriors in fifth? Yep. Um, how Utah many points didn't play this them? weekend. Three points, three competition points separate. So them. Utah is coming off of this um, team building week and this um, community building week. And I feel like that fluffs you up. And I'm going to say that Utah wins it. I'm doubting myself. On mm-hmm. Nola here, but you're gonna go with Nola. Own it. I am gonna go with Nola. Um, like I'd like to say it's their home advantage, but they lost to the Legion at home this weekend. Gone, but they're not playing at home. Oh yeah, they're not at home. They're against the Warriors. Yeah, okay, I go with the Warriors. 
Yeah. All right. Sea wolves versus raptors. Sea wolves. Raptors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, okay, I will be honest. The raptors did show some impressive skills this weekend. And depth. Yeah, but sea wolves all the way. Austin versus San Diego at San Diego. All right. So this is going to be the most interesting game because yep. that's the middle and they're playing for those points to stay to to secure their spots in the championships. Um, it's being played at a weird time. I guess it's five o'clock on the West Coast, but still five o'clock on a Sunday. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Um, but who are you thinking? I think Austin. Think I think Austin, Austin and I think Austin have just had a better, more consistent season. Yeah. Um, San Diego have some players out for the international break. They're All at right. home. I'm going to pick San Diego just so that I can be different. Just to be different. All right. Yeah. I'll take Austin. You'll take San Diego. Sounds like a plan. All right, good boys. Did we on. split? No, we didn't split them all. Well, we did we, until you yeah, realized. Yeah, until I like, realized. Well, wasn't at, home. at yeah. See, this is a this is Americanizing or something. I don't understand what the question is. It says Nola Gold at Utah does, Warriors, and you're it like, it is oh, Nola Gold at a, Utah Warriors, but I would write that Utah Warriors versus Nola Gold. Versus. Yeah. Versus. You don't and know that, the word versus. I know the word, word versus, versus, but that doesn't tell you where it's being played. Home team first. So that would just be the standard. All right. So in the so States... So it just threw me. So let me just tell you, in the States, we would always put the home team second. <laughs> Unless you said Utah Warriors at home against Nola Gold. Well, it, but says, normally, it says it's at, so it it's a pretty at. straightforward... Maybe the real problem here is that you need to practice reading. You could work on that before someday. I could try practicing being American. You've been practicing that for a while now. I have some time under my belt there. I still fight it. You're a good practicer. All right, guys, that'll do us. We will talk to you next week. See you.